Welcome to the Not Your Average My podcast, where four Hmong American women working to move our community forward one conversation at a time will provide a raw, fun, and not-so-average perspectives on important everyday issues. So tune in every month with Liz, Mania, Monica, and Katie. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Not Your Average My. Um, we're so excited Yay. to wrap up the end of this year with you all in our last episode of the season series. Um, so thank you for being a part of our journey of season one, listening and engaging with us in important conversations around abortion access, immigration reform, um, the Hmong Bride Price, domestic violence, and so many other um, more topics that we've mm -hmm. discussed this year. Um, it's been an eventful year, and we want to take this time to reflect on 2019 and also welcome 2020, a whole new decade. And yes. as the host of Not Your Average My, we also want to continue to build our relationship with you um, so that you can get to know us a little bit better and so that we can also get to know you more. So I don't know if you um, looked at Spotify recently. <laughs> they relaunched a feature on Spotify where you can see your highlights for 2019, including top songs and artists that you listen to. So I thought it would be really fun to, to kind of go off of that and think about the top one or two moments of this year for you, whether that's like professionally or personally. They also had your top podcast. They do. I know. Right? I know. Did ours come at the top? Y'all. Yeah, yeah. It was the top of mine. It was the top of me. <laughs> I didn't even run. I didn't even see mine yet. So I should probably. You should look at girl, it, girl. Go to yeah. it. You should look at it. It's, I it's... listened to two hundred and eighteen minutes. But of I saw this. Here. Well, there was this funny meme. It was like everyone looking at their Spotify. You know, top top songs and then there's me i have apple music and it's like a really sad person i was like i have apple music that's me so i can't i don't know what you know i'm not eating on that apple music because i have a free trial so i'm definitely enjoying that mm -hmm. so who wants to start this is a big year this question is hard i've been reflecting on this and i'm it's having a hard, hard time. this year has been interesting liz i think um you got into this great program right yes we're waiting for like official an official announcement, but so I was admitted into this leadership program for 2020, which is really cool. And there will be uh, an official announcement, I think, sometimes in sometime in January. So that was exciting. I was thinking all this. 2019 was was a pretty good year. That's good. Um, I switched offices and I found a, a team that I really like working with. You know, my, all my bosses are really great and supportive and they're open to, you know, like new ideas, um, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I, I have had some like health issues and I may end up having an autoimmune disease more to follow up on that. I had to double check mm. that, but all in all, you know, like, I think it was a good year. Obviously, we're all growing older, and I've just learned, you know, we have to take better care of our bodies. Mm -hmm. But it was a really good year, you know, a good year of, like, strengthening existing friendships, uh, maybe making some new friendships. Grateful for it. It was a really good year to end the decade with, I would say. Good. Oh, what are, is, what, are there things that people are proud of about themselves this year? Oh, maybe before we, I mean move on to that do katie or Manya want to share about their top moments katie you go ahead <laughs> <laughs> so um i we bought our first home this year dude that's huge yeah. that's so exciting um, quite a while 
for my husband's military service. And then um, I went back to school for my master's and I should be finishing up this summer, Ooh. 2020. So I'm excited yeah. about that. Those yeah. are my highlights. Other than that, there's not too much going on. Dude, Me that's either. amazing. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. And buying a house is not easy. Tear about you, Mania. What's going on over there? Uh, I don't know. What are one or two top moments? You guys, I'm having <laughs> such a hard time thinking about this. I thought about it yesterday and I still can't think of a top moment. What? <laughs> this year? It's so bad. Well, well what I, about I don't know why I can't think of it? Well, you are still in your job, right? And you went to Hong Kong. What I'm about so you when you guys this. went on vacation? I thought that was huge for you yeah, guys. Yeah, to Hawaii, right? Cancun. No, or Cancun. Okay, yeah. so I would say a top moment was being able to travel this year. Yeah. I, I am really thankful for that. I So, you know, I live in D.C. I don't get to see my family that often. But I am really happy that I was able to go back to California for my friend's wedding. Also go back home to see my family. Uh, when my grandpa was really, you know, he's still really mm-hmm. sick, but I also see my family and then went on vacation to Cancun. So I would say, yeah, those were top moments in that. I think, like, honestly, this year wasn't the best year, but mm-hmm. I was able to kind of take care of my mental health in different aspects, right? Like taking a vacation and not feeling guilty about taking a vacation. Yeah. Um, Dude, <laughs> I think that's great. Like, like you said, you know, I don't think a lot of like many of us get to travel much at all. So I think you yeah. should own it and be happy about it. So, you know, like when you go on vacation, then you go back to work. Things just happen so fast. Like yeah. it's like you never went on vacation. Yeah. And I actually forgot that I went to Cancun <laughs> until I was talking to her friend and she was like, wow, you did. You went to Cancun. That's awesome. I'm like, yeah, I forgot that I went because you work so hard at work and mm. then you go on vacation for a week and then you go back to work and then the grind never ends and you forget about you know, taking a break. So I, so I would say a top moment for me this year was carving out time and being intentional about mm-hmm. about my time to take care of my mental health. Whether that was to just like shut work off and go home to visit my family, or shut work off and go on vacation on a nice beach in Mexico. That's great. <laughs> and you stood up for yourself this year, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there were times when I think I was really proud of you for like speaking out on behalf of yourself. Yeah, and I yeah, I would say that this year I I I feel like I've always been assertive um in my life, professionally, personally, but being in a work culture that is very top down, I think that I was able to stand up for myself in different ways and setting boundaries at work and being like this is how I communicate best and I would appreciate if you communicate with me in this way or speaking up about my capacity as well or you know being vulnerable with my team and like i'm not perfect at work i'm going to make mistakes i'm going to own up to my mistakes but i shouldn't have to over apologize twenty thousand times in a meeting if i made a mistake right so so i think standing up for myself in certain ways where i'm like i don't want to like tolerate certain toxic behaviors Mm -hmm. so more to come on that that's great. At a later episode when I'm kind of ready to open yes. up about that. <laughs> no, I'm just what I mean when I think I'm proud of you this year. Like I think, I think every one of us is very outspoken, mm-hmm. um, which is why we have this show. But also, like it, it takes an extra. Right, show. and I think that's one of our highlights too. Yes, coming together to make. Yes, this show. I was just gonna say that starting this podcast, you guys, was my top moment of this year. So thanks for being on this journey and being willing to be part of it. I just didn't think it would ever materialize, and it did. 
And we have more than 10 listeners. I think that's a highlight too. We actually have some listeners. Yes. <laughs> so thanks everyone for listening and supporting yeah, us. For <laughs> taking a leap of faith yeah. and joining yeah. us in our conversation. You know, I think when we kind of started this, I was really scared. Yeah. Because I didn't want, I'm like, are people going to judge me for what I think? Right. But again, I feel like we're, we're ourselves in this podcast and that's what matters the most at, at the end of the day for me. Yeah, no, I totally agree, Minya. And I think that's a great segue, right, to what Liz asked us earlier, like what are we most proud of and of this year or what surprised us? And I I think just being willing to like talk about our opinions and our thoughts publicly was is really unexpected for me, but also, you know, a really proud moment because I think like you, I've always been like really confident and assertive where I'm just like going to do it. And I don't really think about the consequences because <laughs> I just do things, you know? Right. But, you know, I think having this podcast has been really like humbling and also just really rewarding. So when we were prepping for this episode, Liz brought up a really good question. Like, what are you most proud of in this decade, right? Because we're entering mm-hmm. 2020, a whole new decade. And Kind of to answer that question, like, what are your, what are, what are you most proud of? It's like 10, 10 whole years Crazy. <laughs> to kind of think about. Are there things to be proud of last New Year's? Yeah, there should be. There's a lot. Right? Tons. Well, a lot of us graduated from college. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, for me, I went, graduated high school and then, yeah, graduated college. So. Yeah, us too, right? High school. Yeah. Yeah, this year is oh, my wait, ten no. year. You guys graduated in two thousand seven and two thousand eight yeah, and nine. I, I graduated two thousand nine. Yeah, we. Yeah, this is ten years since I graduated from high school. Gosh, yeah. Katie, you and I. Are the <laughs> my highlight from the past decade is my three little humans, who oh, are oh, yeah, six true. and almost four. So. so yeah. So what have you learned about yourself uh, with like motherhood? I'm just kind of curious to hear your thoughts on that, Katie. You know, like overall looking at my life and being in my 30s, I realized that during my teen years, I spent my life on my friends. And then in my 20s, I spent it on like my husband, my relationship, and then being a mom for the second part of that. And finally in my 30s, I'm coming back to spending time on myself. So I realized that sometimes you have to be selfish because you lose so much of yourself trying to like fulfill those roles that you are to everyone else. And like, you know, I love being a mom. That's something I always wanted to do. And, you know, it took me a while to get to where I am to be a mom. I mean, you know, my kids are, my oldest is eight and I've been married for almost 15 years. So, I mean, I had quite a bit without them, but, um, you know, being a mom means you really are self selfless and so giving that sometimes it's so hard to remember who you are though other than just a mom and a wife so I mean I guess my biggest takeaway is just remember to take some time for yourself and do what you want to do too and yet still balance all of that that's I know I was gonna ask how do you balance all of that because motherhood seems so scary to me yeah just give up sleep Oh, God, I don't know if I can do that yet. But dude, that's so great. And I think that's so important because I think even for us, you know, as single or not single, but like independent woman, if we don't have children yet, like it's even hard to find time for ourselves right now. So I, I can't even imagine mm-hmm. it as a mom. So I'm really proud of Katie for being aware and being selfish and being like, no, I need to take this time for me if I'm going to be a good mom, a good wife, a good, you know, whatever role you're playing, right? 
feel like in today's age when we are so far stretched thin and like it's it's so hard to do so that's that's huge definitely hard i keep telling everyone enjoy your sleep while you're not a mom yet because you know once you become that or get all your stuff out of the way because look at me i'm like a full-time working full-time student full-time mom and you guys know my husband's schedule he's mostly away it's sort of it's hard but you know you do it because you know in the long run it'll be worth it so yes definitely hard trying to balance it but it's not impossible because you guys know what all of our moms did it so we can do it yes what are some lessons learned that you can share with our listeners who might be in the same like the same you know situation who are like full-time moms full-time students working as well um i think definitely trying to be on a schedule or something and have like a routine definitely helps like just your sanity you know so you're not so like oh i gotta do 200 things here 200 things there and like you know definitely make time for your kids like sometimes even if that means like a late assignment or like going to work Mm -hmm. late or just calling out one day really your kids come first and your family comes first because they really need you there you know I mean because they're growing and every day I look at them and I get so sad I know it's like a mom moment but I get so sad because I'm like oh my baby's not my baby anymore my four-year-old doesn't even allow me to call him baby anymore he's like you can call me big boy or by his name his full name I'm just like oh what what's happening you know and like I always tell people you just got to take those time and enjoy it as you can because they're growing too and they're not going to wait for you to have time for them you know they're going to continue to grow so you just make that time for them and that means like setting your stuff aside and you know letting them know that you're you're a part of their life and I think that's something as like me personally that I didn't really get too much just because my parents worked so much trying to support us you know and that's something that like um, my husband and mm-hmm. I, we both really like prioritize is making sure that our kids know that we're in their lives for them. All that stuff could be made up later. Late assignments, money can be made later and all that stuff. But that time with your kids definitely cannot. So just focus on them. Yeah. I think that's so important, Katie. Um, being like okay and like giving yourself grace and saying it's okay if my assignment is late or like it's okay if I like miss a day at the gym like I think that for me has also been like a really big lesson learned obviously I'm not a mom but like just you know not hitting those big milestones that I wanted to this year and being okay with it or or just in the last decade like applied to grad school last year and I didn't get in it was so devastating because I was like oh my god I'm such a such a failure what am I going to do with my life you know or like when I lost like 20 pounds in like 2017 2018 and then I gained like 10 pounds back last year and I like realized you know it's okay that I don't go to the gym every day or that I'm not um, not that this like is anything related but I think just like coming to terms and realizing that like no, I, I definitely yeah. think it's related. It's just like, you know, we come to a point to where we can accept not being perfect yeah. and accept yes, like exactly. you know, not having that super high standard because like I'm back in my master's program again and I'm like, hey, if I get A's, that's great, but I can settle for a B. It's not going to kill yes. me anymore. Like what it might have before, you know, like that pressure. Yes. I'm like, oh, I need all straight A's or I need all that because I realize there's other things that are more important yes. in my life. Oh and my like, gosh, as long yes. as I meet that, like, standard that minimum ground that's it you know because you got to learn to let go of some things and I think that's something we all have to accept as we grow older we prioritize what's more important and like you know if you're still on top of your shit you're still on top of your shit you know but does it have to be like a plus all the time it doesn't and I know like it's that like 
Asian myth where you just got to be a straight A student. You got to be perfect for your parents. You got to be everything. But it's like, you know, finding who you are to accept that, you know, you don't have to be that. You can still be the best authentic you without being, without meeting all those false standards. Yes, absolutely. I don't know, Liz, my do you guys have thoughts on that? Or or do you want to share what your most proud moments were in the last decade? It's been 10 years since I graduated from high school. And thinking about this past decade, I am really proud that I've been able to lead the life that I've always wanted growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, like I despised high school and growing up poor and growing up with so many siblings like oh my gosh I love my siblings I do but it was just really hard growing up in such a big family and then on top of that being a mom girl yeah being told no all the time this is why I hate the word no because I've been told Mm -hmm. no so many freaking times growing up so anyway back to like this past decade reflection I think I'm just so proud that I've been able to accomplish to lead the life that I have always wanted because I, I feel like even as a young person, I had a strong sense of identity. I knew that there was always more in life that mm-hmm. I could achieve and that I wanted in these opportunities, yeah. right? So being able to go away for college, being able to move to DC and work and mm-hmm. and work on health policy and then go to grad school and then come back. So, and then also be financially independent, right? Because I think to me, like I have a lot of financial trauma right. growing yeah. up in poverty. So for me, I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm so glad that I also have a strong support system to allow me to accomplish these dreams. Like I didn't get here alone and there's so much more than I um, want to do in life, but I have my sisters, I have my parents who have always said, oh, like they always believed in me more than I did. Like, it, mm-hmm. you know, if I wanted to go to a certain school, they'd be like, oh, you can do, like, I know you can do more than that, or I know you can achieve more, right? So I feel like I always had a strong support system, which allowed me to have a strong sense of identity and to mm-hmm. feel like, man, like there was, there's so much more in this world than what I grew up with in Sacramento. So yeah, so I would say like reflecting the past decade, that's what I'm most proud of to like overcome certain obstacles and not, I don't know, it's hard like to not feel like you're, that that there's no light at the end of the tunnel, right? So, and then I would say like personally, this year, I feel like I've been able to be a little bit more vulnerable with myself, with my friends, family, my partner. I think that I've always like had it, feel like I had to be perfect or strong all the time, especially being like the fourth oldest of 11 kids in my family. I felt like my identity growing up was to be a big sister, to be, to take care of my siblings. Like even in college, you know, like I took care of my siblings sometimes financially. And I was just always like, you know, my identity is being a big sister and I want to make sure that my siblings have the best opportunities or have better resources than, Mm -hmm. than I did growing up. And you know, lately, I feel like I was, I've been able to rely on them. And, you know, I've listened to Bernie Brown's um, audio books, and she talked about how for her, like being vulnerable meant that she was able to ask for help from her younger mm-hmm. sibling. Mm-hmm. And it's so hard when you're the older sibling, and you've always had to take care of stuff. Mm-hmm. But for yeah. you to be able to reach out and ask for help and be willing to receive that help like that, that requires some sense of vulnerability. And I think that I've been able to do that. Like, I don't think I've cried so much <laughs> this year than other years. Like 2018 wasn't the best year for my mental health for sure. But I think 2019 was the year where I'm like, oh my gosh, I it's okay to cry and yeah, I can cry. <laughs> like I've cried at work, I've cried at home, I cry with my family. Like it is okay to cry. And I think that this year, like being vulnerable meant that 
you know, I can reach out to my younger siblings and talk to them about what's going on at work, what's going on with with friends, with, with friendships, like being able to accept support from others who I've always had to take care of, right? So I would say like, that's kind of like a big moment for my personal development this year and within the past decade, because I don't think I would have been able to really do that without feeling guilty or without feeling some type of way. But, you know, like I, yeah. I, I, I think being vulnerable also allowed me to be so much more closer to my younger siblings. That's so great, Manya. Like That sounds perfect. Yeah, <laughs> taking care of yourself. Yeah, and and it, I think especially like you know the being vulnerable part is like something we could all like relate to, because especially because we are like children of refugees who struggled a lot growing up and always feeling like we had to be perfect and take care of everyone who had you know less than us. Into, yeah, the survival part, right? Because it's like it doesn't matter. You have to like get to the end. Right? Yeah, yeah. Liz, do you wanna? share yeah like this decade slash this year has been really interesting i had a concussion in june so i've been going to see like speech therapists and all sorts of specialists and i think it's really good too because i think i got a lot of care that i didn't get after my initial um i I was also hit by a car like Mm -hmm. literally hit by a car in 2012 and so i've been doing a lot of like introspection which is always nice um, and just thinking about how I communicate with the world and how I manage my time and my stress. Um, so that's been really helpful because I've gotten a lot of tools. Also, or I've also realized like I have I've been using a lot of tools to like manage my time and everything else. But um, I also know that I okay, so this is a thing for DC people, but a lot of people <laughs> at home will be like, oh you've changed, right? Like, I don't know if you guys get this, like when you go back mm-hmm. home and you meet with your older friends or people yep. back in your hometown, they're like, wow, like DC's changed you. Mm. And so, you know, I-, I In a good is, or bad way. I don't know, but <laughs> I think with me- like, other people, it's definitely seen in a negative way. I, cause I've received- Well, like how do you feel when they say that to you? So I do feel bad in that like, okay, so I'm, I'm less patient with people, right? Mm. So, or like, I'm, I'm less likely to take bullshit, right? I'm less patient because I'm like, okay, I'm going to hold you right there. And like, you, you, I'm just not going to take this from you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and whereas I think five years ago, you know, or maybe even definitely like 10 years ago, I would have had a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I was never really one to take bullshit, but like, and I think everyone says this, but I think like when you're younger, you're just, you don't know any better. And you're like, okay, so like, maybe this is just like what it's like, you know, like in the workplace, but maybe this mm-hmm. is how, what like the working life is, right? Maybe it's not even just at your job, right? But like in your in your circles, like the way people do certain things mm-hmm. or the way they like undermine you or undercut you, you just don't know better or you don't know how to respond in a way that's productive for yourself and your career. And so you just don't respond, right? And you let them like walk all over you. I will say I've learned a lot to, I guess, push back a little bit more, but also like uh, exercise a different kind of leadership, mm-hmm. right? Where I think, I think like as a kid, like everyone's like, always like, oh, Liz, you're a great leader. Like, you know, like da da da. But I think leadership changes a lot. And I think what we what we value as like leadership potential and leadership skills also changes a lot, right? Like it's not just the person who like knows everything anymore. Like, like no offense, but like, I think that's kind of like what we thought in elementary school, like for 
student council or for, you know, whatever, like leadership potential was just like, oh, the smartest kid in the class. But I think what we as a society and also like what we value as leadership and leadership potential has changed. And that's really like, you know, bringing people together and connecting people um, and also being like empathetic leaders. I think Mm -hmm. like we value that probably a little bit more. I mean, which is not to say like our president is like a really awful person who like doesn't care about feelings and like doesn't care about what he does to people who ha- who are of like lesser means and stuff, right? But I think because we have someone like that, right? Like our image of an ideal good leader, right, is is a little bit more nuanced. And I think that's so. Okay, and so that's good. so for you personally, do you feel like you have become more of an empathetic leader professionally, personally? Is is that? Yeah, I think so. Or like I've learned. I need to try better to be an empathetic leader. Like mm. I need to listen better. That's which, good. Which That's is good. good. It's what Monica's been telling me my whole life. We were sisters, I right? Agree. So Monica's like, I've been telling you this, Liz, for your whole life. Yes, I'll take the credit there. <laughs> no. no, that is really good. That's such a good reflection. I love that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just something I was thinking about. I was like, oh, it took a concussion to do this. Oh my I'm taking God. my fist because it cost money. It's like, you know, sometimes we're so stubborn that we hear it all the time, but until we discover it for ourselves, that's when we can actually believe it. Yeah, because I was telling her, I was like, okay, I have a concussion. I get headaches when mm-hmm. I have to focus too much or I have to read too much. And I get impatient in meetings and be like, why are we not like, why haven't we moved on beyond this point, right? Like we were at this point like 10 minutes ago. She's like, oh, well, why don't you just like leave people along and, you know, say like, oh, well, this is what I'm hearing. So, you know, why don't we connect it to this, right? Mm -hmm. Like to like move and facilitate the meeting along. But I think this is, oh, this is the other thing I was telling you guys. I realized I was being a fucking passenger in my life. Oh, like, yes. Right? Yes. Like, like, holy shit. Like, this okay. is from my speech there. I have told like, you this, too. Oh, my God. But she was just like, Liz, you've just been letting everything else happen on around you. And I think this is the other thing. When you're advocating for someone's ideas or positions, it's fine. It's great. But, like, you're not, you're not challenging yourself and putting yourself in the driver's seat to be like, this is what I want. This is my idea. Um, I don't know. I think maybe it was just the easy way out to be like, all right. Do you feel like, comfortable sharing a little bit more about how you've realized that you've been like the passenger in the passenger seat? Sure. In your life? I'm just Well, yeah. Because I, I think I'm trying to find a middle way because mm-hmm. I think when I was young, and I was like in high school, right? Like it was very clear what the goal was. It was to get into fucking college, right? <laughs> like because if I didn't get into college – Sorry, I swear a lot. Oh, yeah. No, the ding was for me. It's like, ding, get into college. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like, the goal was to get into college. And I think that was really clear. And then the goal was the goal was to, like, graduate from college, right? Because there were also a lot of Hmong kids who get into college, and then they, like, drop out, like, one to two years later, right? Because they don't, they don't have, like, the study skills or they don't have the support to get them through college. You know, and that college was also really hard for me in some ways, right? Like it was easy, but it was also hard because I was just kind of over it like the end of junior year. But then that was really straightforward. Like there were like certain metrics and then I graduated and it was like, okay, my next goal is to get into law school. Mm -hmm. But then I got into my car accident um, in 2012, right? When I was studying for the LSAT and I even had to get um, like a letter from the doctor for like modifications, but I was just like, I'm not in the right mind to take the LSAT. So I never took it. And I took it again, like later, but it was just, I I wasn't scoring how I wanted to score. And I was like, not sure what I wanted my life story to be. And so I just kind of like 
hung out in DC for like, you know, like the last uh, 10 years. years. No, not 10 years yet. <laughs> okay, it's nine not years. 10 years oh, yet. Is it nine? Uh, Almost nine. Next year? Eight years. No. Dude, um, I feel like you've been yeah, there for nine, 10 years. Nine years next year. Yeah, nine years. Yes, it's been eight years here. Eight, it, it's been Jeez. eight years here, but uh, it's just been eight years wow. here. Wow. Just been eight years here. No, but then I was like, oh, like, I guess I've just been waiting around, um, you know, and the, a lot of factors around that. And she's like, yeah, Liz, you, you've you've just been a passenger, mm-hmm. like, you know, in your life. And it seems like that because it seems like I've just been waiting. And I don't I, and I think this is a little bit like of a critique of Congress, too, because I was like, well, this is just the way it is. And mm-hmm. like Congress is kind of pretty predictable, like every year, you know, you're just kind of like waiting for things to happen. But things only happen when you build momentum for something, mm-hmm. right? And you have to put in legwork for stuff, mm-hmm. right? So I don't know, it was just like scary because she was like, yeah, like you've just kind of like been a passenger and like a lot of so this. So what did you learn? Yeah, what did you take away? And, like what What are your plans? I, I, I mean, what are, what are your plans for 2020? Which is our next question. I don't know, like, it's really scary <laughs> because it was like clearly like I need to take the reins of my life and I need to I need to take more risks because I've been really comfortable. Yes. Um, you know, just kind of. Sometimes I think that waiting. being comfortable isn't a bad thing if that's what you want. Yeah. It's not. Right. But if, right. If, but if that's not what you want, then you also, I feel like you have to do what will bring you most joy, right? Like if you're comfortable and you're happy with it, then hey, more power to you, you know? Yeah. But I feel like that's not you. Yeah. I don't me. think it's <laughs> either. <laughs> And I was like, well, I'll leave, right? like I, I had like a plan. I was like, I'll be in DC for two years and I'll leave. And I, no, no, I said that's why we're called not your average my. Because it's not comfortable. So, no, thank you for sharing that. I think it's, I think it takes time to come to that realization, yeah. right? Because sometimes you don't realize that, and then years keep passing by. So I'm, I'm really glad that you got to that point. Yeah, me too. Even though it took a concussion. Right, Liz, <laughs> we're glad you're the driver of your yes. life now. Yes. Take it back. All right. So as we enter a new decade, what are you most excited about or what do you hope to accomplish in the new year? You know, as drivers of our lives, like we're taking the driving seat like of the driver's yeah, seat. I like that. Let me start this one off. Okay. Yes. Can you- I got <laughs> yes. I'm yes. really, really excited to see what happens next for you guys, whether it be marriage, relationship, or kids. Because my kids need somebody to play with when we're having all these <laughs> But for myself, I'd like to see where my career goes from here yes. and, um, you know, to see what happens next with that. And hopefully I can pay off some of the student loan, you know. So, like, other than that and watching my kids grow into being, like, little humans and being little adults, that's always, like, a big step as a parent. But I'm just really excited to see what life is in store for all of us you're graduating next um next year right i'm graduating this upcoming summer summer 2020 that's something to look forward to i was gonna say i can't wait for you to become a principal because you'd be a badass principal (laughs) yes yeah like after like 10 years in and stuff but we'll see you know we'll see what life has in store well we'll check in in the next decade 10 years later katie so you know We'll see what happens. I then, oh, my baby will be like, she'll probably be like dating and stuff. So I'll have like like dating drama and stuff. And my boys will be, they'll all be in like high school or middle school to high school. That's crazy to think about as a parent. I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. They're like second years now, but you know, another 10 years they'll be finishing school. Oh, yeah. Guys, I'm sad again. Aww. <laughs> well, just you saying to us, you're looking forward to us getting married and having children. I feel like that's really like scary to think about in the next 10 years. Cause I'm, I'm pretty sure in the next 10 years, we'll either be in a 
you know, long-term partnership or have children or something, or, or maybe not, right. who knows, maybe um, not. Whatever works for you, no pressure, but you know, see what evolves next. I'm not your mom, so I, I, I'm not going to give you any pressure, but if you, I love your mom, I'm like, hey, I want to see you guys get married and stuff. Dude, there, there's so much pressure, regardless. Yeah, yeah I mean, because there's biological pressure, dude. Yeah. We're going to, like, start hitting that stage yeah. where we're, like, not healthy to have babies, mm-hmm. like, on average. I'm not worried, but people keep telling me I should worry, so I'm not going to worry until I will have to worry, I guess. Yeah, I think that's a fair mindset, Manya. Doesn't your body heal faster when you're younger, right? Yeah. Yeah, That's true. I don't know. That's what we hear. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it ain't never going to be the same again. Let's put it like that. Yeah. Or just just leave it like that. (laughs) Y'all will find out for yourself. Oh, yeah. I mean... This next year, this next decade, I don't know what I can look forward to in the next year, but it's just, um, I feel like a lot of my growth was always tied to like professional like goals and achievements. And like, Mm -hmm. so I think for me, it's Mm -hmm. just also continuing to be grateful for like personal achievements too, like being more in control of my mental and physical health. Right. And like, you know, Mm -hmm. the first time I went to therapy Mm -hmm. was in 2017 and it like uncovered a lot for me. So I think just continuing that path and like I I just completed a um, like mindfulness class that I took through my medical provider, um, which has been really interesting, eye-opening. Um, so I recommend, especially to you, Liz, who's always like busy and running, you know, like 10,000 miles in your mind, like to, to just, how was how it eye-opening for you? Well, eye-opening because like I was always a person who was, always kind of didn't take those kinds of things seriously or like I never thought like being mindful or you know practicing gratitude was like powerful I guess or helpful and then now Mm -hmm. having like taken a course going through therapy and like being really really vulnerable with myself in like 2018 2017 and like getting to this point was like as a result of taking all of those steps right and and now I don't think it's as silly I mean sometimes I still think it's kind of silly but like I'm more grateful and like definitely more open to new ideas on like you know taking care of my mental health and like being a better present person I guess I don't know if that makes sense but yeah like I just used to think like you know all of that is like you know self-help books are kind of like bs and like I like yeah because I Wait, really? So did you never do like meditation for like... Yeah, like I like I I never did that kind of stuff, you know, and like more power to everyone who who does do it. But I was just a person who like was always like, yeah, like very confident. If I wanted to do something, I would just do it. And I didn't really have... Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I have, you know, any, I guess, emotional or mental like uh, barriers. But then when I really thought about it or when I became aware of all of my like traumas and triggers, (laughs) like... It really helped, yeah, change my perspective on that. And so, yeah, I think, you know, for me, that was like a big thing in the last decade, right? Like owning up to my mental health and like taking mental health as a priority and as a real issue for myself and for my community, right? Because I just, mental health was never like an issue. So I think that is what I'm looking forward to accomplishing in the next year and decade. I think just being more aware, being open to new ways or tools or ideas on on how to like better take care of 
myself and people around me. I love that. Yeah. What about you guys? What are you guys hoping to? I, yeah. Oh my God. Like when I was listening to you talk, I was like, wow, that, that resonates so much with me with uh, managing your emotions and your triggers. Yeah. Right. And do like mental health care is so important. So if you're, if you have access to that, definitely, definitely access these resources. Mm-hmm. I think as I'm getting older, I want to be more mindful of my reactions yeah. <laughs> to a lot of stuff because I know that I have a lot of triggers. I think this year I've realized that I need to manage my own triggers, right? And I've, you know, managing my own emotions and, and not like relying on, pe- on people to do that for me because when in situations that have happened where people couldn't manage their emotions, I'm like, it's not my job to manage your emotions. Like you need to take ownership mm-hmm. of that and do that for yourself. So I think for me going into this new decade on a personal level like I want to continue to work on myself yeah. and mental health and wellness journey it doesn't end like it's always going to be a work in yes. progress and I still have so much work to do in, in terms of that so being able to manage my own triggers and be reflective of why like I have those triggers and how, what I can do when I feel triggered right professionally for this new decade you know I've always been somebody to have a five-year plan and I don't have right now. I don't fucking have a five year plan. Like I seriously do that's not have great, a five year plan. <laughs> it's okay. I know it is okay. It's okay. So going to this decade, I, I'm going to embrace yes. that. Like it is okay to not know what I'm going to do next oh in my, my life. Yes, and to, yeah, to like fully embrace it, be okay with not having a five year plan, and really living in the present and you know enjoying that so it's gonna be hard because you guys like I've always planned out my life like like Liz like go to college and then mm-hmm. in college I was like I need to get into the best grad school program mm-hmm. and then doing like working and then doing that and then now I'm working so for me it's like okay I'm at that point where it is okay to not have a five-year plan and I'm gonna live I'm gonna survive I will be okay yes <laughs> I think that's great when you snaps to that just going going with it I just hope the next decade will be kinder on my body. <laughs> I think that means you got to slow down and... No, like, right. Like, I think... Um, Wait till you have a kid, Liz. <laughs> well, I know, right? That's what I mean because it's going to be crazy. And if, if there's one thing I've learned, right? Like, you only have one body. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be with you forever. Definitely. And you got to take care of it, right? Yes. Like, one set of teeth, one noggin, like, one of everything. Yeah. That's it. So... Well, I think yeah. maybe that just means taking more spa days and not working 24-8, right? And, you know, taking right. time for yourself. Right, Liz. Studying boundaries. Yeah, but see, what does that mean, right, for people who maybe can't afford spa days? Because also, right, like... Okay, well, I didn't mean literally. Study, I was, right? I was, I was, I just meant don't no, overwork I mean, like, yourself, you just, know, and like don't... Yeah, and yeah. like... It doesn't have to be costly. It could just mean like taking like 10 minutes away to journal your thoughts. Or to take or a walk something. or to like, yeah, you know, like, just take, turn off your phone turn like and just like what right. I was alluding to earlier, just sit down and breathe for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Like I right. think that's one of the big things that we learned mm-hmm. is like there's no right or wrong way or like you don't have to go to a spot or you don't have to go to yoga. Like but if you can find that one thing, that ritual that will just recenter you. Like, I think is, you know, really huge. I think that's so important, like setting boundaries, whatever those boundaries look like yeah. to you. I think mm. that growing up in Hmong families, you can't waste time. People mm. are always 100%, 110% productive all the time. And I find myself doing that at work. I'm mm. like, oh, I have to put 110% in mm. every single day at work. And shit, I can't fucking do that. It's 
it's impossible mm-hmm. like but isn't it our mentality yeah. right to try our best like, and never like some days 50 is okay some days 80 yeah. is right. fine and you know whatever those boundaries look like to you i'm saying this for myself too setting mm-hmm. those boundaries because i think i'm just so burnt out like yeah. to be honest i am just completely burnt out and In my personal life, professional life, I, I'm at that point. So this is for 2022. Like, how do I set yeah. those boundaries and be okay that I'm not going to be 110%, yeah. you know, in it every single day? I mean, I agree, Minya. Yeah, and, and I think that good. is really important for you too, Liz. Like, as you, you know, hope that and want your body to be kinder to you, I think you got to be kinder to your body too, right? And that's part of yes. setting boundaries. Yes. No, no. And that's definitely I've told all the people because it's definitely something that I've learned for myself where – It's okay not to try so hard. Where I've been like, I, I definitely changed where I was like, oh, I could do this or I could like give like 50%. Are you sure? It's really, I think becoming older is really reading, reading a situation, like assessing the situation and then being like, okay, like what is it worth it? Because I have this maximum amount of like energy that I can expend yep. yes. today for like my mental, like be like, you know, sense of self and, You know, like, I just don't have to try so hard. Yeah, I think learning to pick and choose our battles, guys. Any other last thoughts? I just want to say, again, I'm very grateful for all you ladies. And I appreciate y'all being on this Not Your Average Mind journey. And I hope we all have a really great holiday with your friends, family, wherever you're going to be. That extends out to you, too. We wish you guys a happy holiday season, however you're celebrating. Yes, to all of our listeners. We appreciate you guys for tuning in and definitely voicing your opinions, your comments, and stuff like that on our Facebook mm -hmm. and on our uh, social media pages. Mm -hmm. Definitely want to echo that. Um, you know, we're so thankful for the love, support, and feedback that we've mm -hmm. received from you all. Um, and, you know, I love these con reflection conversations, although I find them hard sometimes because I'm like, I can't remember what happened this year. But, you know, we want yeah. to hear from you. Like, we think that storytelling is yes. so important to our personal identities and who we are and personal growth. So we want to hear from you, you know, as you think about like what you learned this past year in 2019 and where you're most excited about in 2020, share your stories with us send them to us by email by um our facebook or social facebook media messenger yep or dm and mm -hmm. they can definitely be anonymous um and we will select and feature your stories on our social media accounts so and we want to hear from you get to know you as our listeners as well okay well thanks everybody for listening this year we really appreciated the love and support we want to share a special announcement for 2020 um obviously with the constant and recent tragedies of gun violence in our communities. Um, we want to let everyone know that we're going to dedicate the first episode of season two of Not Your Average My on gun violence prevention and, uh, you know, what gun control looks like in the Hmong community. As always, if there are other topics that you would like us to discuss, Let us know via email or uh, social media about some of your thoughts. I know we have some stuff in the queue. But yeah, we're really excited for the coming season. And we want to thank everyone for their support thus far. So happy new year, everybody. Happy holidays. Happy Hmong New Year, too. Um, yes, that's right. <laughs> especially for, you know, those who've already celebrated in Minnesota or North Carolina, Wisconsin, and then also 
those who are going to be celebrating at the end of the month. We will actually be having some swag bag inserts at the Fresno Mong New Year. There will be Not Your Average My postcards in the swag bags from the Celebrate Hmong organization. So look out for that if you're at the Hmong New Year in Fresno. Take a picture with our postcard, tag us, and we'll feature you on our social media accounts. Again, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Hmong New Year. Happy Holidays. Have a great, safe time um, with your friends, family, and we'll see y'all next year.